Come on in. Oh, good morning. It's Friday. That is correct. Oh, um, and I've got to make up a few chapters on I made a mistake. Made a mistake. So we're going to try and do 10 to 12 today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it looks like a nice morning. Um, the last couple of days have started a bit... Oh, a bit cloudy and stuff. A bit cloudy and a little bit chilly, but then warms up. But it looks like it's going to start off pretty warm this morning. Yeah. Woohoo! Yep. Welcome to RBT Read It Live. Um, and it's Friday. 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 It's Friday. Boom, boom, boom. So doing Romans 10 to 12. Maybe I'll try and go on from that. Because I've got to finish. Oh, yeah, we can definitely do that. I reckon. 10, 11, 12, 13. Even if I don't do 13, I still got... Yeah, I can make up the chapters. Groovy, groovy, groovy. <sighs> so Romans 10 and verse 5 in it. As soon as it clicks on the seven, we're going to go. Yo. For Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of its commands. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart, who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth? And don't say, who will go down to the place of the dead? to bring Christ back to life again. In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, Anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jews and Gentiles are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him <coughs> unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of, the, of messengers who bring good news. But not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah the prophet said, 
Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Jesus. But I ask, but I ask, have the people of Israel actually heard the message? Yes, they have. The message has gone, gone throughout the earth and the words to all the world. But I ask, did the people of Israel understand? Yes, they did. For even in the time of Moses, God said, I will rouse your jealousy through people who are not even a nation. I will provoke your anger through the foolish Gentiles. And later Isaiah spoke boldly for God, for God, saying, I was found by people who were not looking for me. I showed myself to those who were not asking for me. But regarding Israel, God said, all day long I opened my arms to them, but they were disobedient and rebellious. I ask then, has God rejected his own people, the nation of Israel? Of course not. I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham and a member of the tribe of Benjamin. No, God has not rejected his own people whom he chose from the very beginning. Do you realize what the scriptures say about this? Elijah the prophet complained to God about the people of Israel and said, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left and now they are trying to kill me too. And do you remember God's reply? He said, no, I have 7,000 others who have never bowed down to Baal. It is the same today, for a few of the people of Israel have remained faithful because of God's grace, his undeserved kindness in choosing them. And since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. For in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. So this is the situation. Most of the people of Israel have not found the favor of God. They are they're looking for so earnestly. A few have the ones God has chosen, but the hearts of the rest were, un, were hardened. As the scriptures say, God has put them into a deep sleep to this day. He has shut their eyes so that they do not see and closed their ears so they do not hear. Likewise, David said, let their bountiful table become a snare, a trap that makes them think all is well. Let their blessings cause them to stumble and let them get what they deserve. Let their eyes go blind so they cannot see and let their backs be bent forever. Did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Of course not. They were disobedient, so God made salvation available to the Gentiles. But he wanted his own people to become jealous and claim it for themselves. Now, if the Gentiles were enriched because the people of Israel turned down God's offer of salvation, think how much greater a blessing the world will share when they finally accept it. I am saying all this, especially for you Gentiles. God has appointed me as the apostle to the Gentiles. I stress this for I stress this for I want somehow to make the people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have, so I might have some of them. For since their rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, their acceptance will be even more wonderful. It will be life for those who are dead. And since Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy, their descendants will also be holy, just as the entire batch of dough is holy because the portion given as an offering is holy. For if the roots of the tree are holy, the branches will be too. But some of these branches from Abraham's tree some of the people of Israel have been broken off and you Gentiles who are branches from a wild olive tree have been grafted in. So now you also receive the blessing God had promised to Abraham and his children, sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. But you must not brag about being grafted in to replace the branches that were broken off. You are just a branch, not the root. Well, you may say those branches were broken off to make room for me. Yes, but remember those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ. And you are there because you do believe. So don't think you're highly of yourself, but fear what could happen. 
For if God did not spare the original branches, he won't spare you either. Notice how God is both kind and severe. He is severe toward those who disobeyed, but kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. But if you stop trusting, you will also be cut off. And if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, they will be great grafted in again. For God has the power to graft them back into the tree. You by nature were a branch cut from a wild olive tree. So if God was willing to do something contrary to nature by grafting you into his cult cultivated tree, he will be far more eager to graft the original branches back into the tree where they belong. I want you to understand this mystery, dear brothers and sisters, so that you will not feel proud about yourselves. Some of the people of Israel have hard hearts, but this will last only until the full number of Gentiles comes to Christ. And so all Israel will be saved. As the scriptures say, the one who rescues will come from Jerusalem and he will turn Jerusalem away from ungodliness. So he will turn Israel away from ungodliness. And this is my covenant with them, that I will make that I will, that I will take away their sins. Many of the people of Israel are now enemies of good of the good news. <clears throat> and this benefits you Gentiles. Yet they are still the people he loves because he chose their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. Once you <clears throat> once you Gentiles were rebels against God. But when the people of Israel rebelled against him, God was merciful to you instead. Now they are the re now they are the rebels. And God's mercy has come to you so that they too will share in God's mercy. For God has imprisoned everyone in disobedience so he could have mercy on everyone. Oh, <clears throat> how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who can, I, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who, can, who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes from him and exists by his power. And is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. And so dear brothers and sisters. I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts, we are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud. 
to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but you conquer evil by doing good. Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. The authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Do what is right, and they will honour you. The authorities are God's servants, sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants, sent for the very purpose of punishing those uh, who do not do what is wrong. They are servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes too, for these same reasons. For government workers will need to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Give to any, everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honour to those who are in authority. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love one another, you will fulfil the requirements of God's law. For the commandments say you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no, no wrong to others, so love fulfills the requirements of God's law. This is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for your salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armour of right living. Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Oh, that's cool, isn't it? <coughs> it went, woof. Yeah, really uh, passionate plea uh, by Paul at the end there to, uh, um, yeah, to, to wake up, isn't it, and to live. Um, to live in our callings, isn't it? Um, to love our neighbour. Um, yeah, that's really cool. That was really helpful, isn't it? And you can see that God puts people on like gloves and masks, right? Because and he talks about God's, they are God's servants. The people in authority um, are God's servants sent for the very purpose. Um, yeah, of, yeah, it's, it's the first use of the law, isn't it? The curb. Um, but they're put in there. They're God's servants. Yes, yeah, like God puts them on and governs um, <clears throat> through them. So when the police, <clears throat> you know, take um, their calling seriously and um, do their job well, it's like God putting them on in it to come to us. Um, yeah, but in all of our callings, we, we need to wake up, take off our dirty clothes, put on the shining armour of the right life of Jesus. Um, yeah, and, and live, live, isn't it? Really live. Because of the uh, the days coming where Jesus will come back, 
Awesome. Have a great day today. God bless and take care. And may that uh, propel us in a, into the day today. Awesome. Take care. Um, and I'll see you, if not at the wedding tomorrow, God willing, Sunday. Take care. Bye.